0: It's Terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world.
1: That's a terrible idea. I want to know
0: what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. (laughs) It's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the
1: sporting world. Well, we know that Tim Tebow has been invited to the Jacksonville Jaguars training camp. Me personally, I do not understand why all the Tim Tebow hate. And it's all coming from the media. So Jacksonville invited him to to training camp to try to make their football team. Actually to try to help this football team. And the media has blasted this move. Now Tim Tebow, as we know, has been out of football since 2012. He's been playing baseball in the Mets organization. Again... Pretty good baseball player, but we saw this with Michael Jordan. Didn't work out. Tim Tebow has been a football player his entire life, and a very good football player. Jacksonville has worked him out three times over the last couple months, and all three times coaches have said, wow, this guy can play. You know, we we understand he played quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, played in the NFL, won a playoff game with the Denver Broncos, but still... Got all kinds of hate, and people didn't think that you know because of his arm mechanics and other things of that nature that he could play quarterback. I mean, he got talked out of the league basically by a lot of GMs and a lot of the media. So now Tim Tebow would like to come back. He'd like to play in Jacksonville close to home. He'd like to play for Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer would like to have him on his team uh, as his college coach, but Urban Meyer has been very cautious about this. Urban Meyer did not even watch Tim Tebow work out. His coaches worked him out, and they came back to Urban Meyer and said, "Man, th- this guy can play. I-, I think that he could play tight end. He could help us." And Urban Meyer says, "Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, th- this guy is an incredible athlete. He's an incredible football player. They said he is just a a freak or a maniac
0: of of being a competitor in you know working out and all that sort of thing." And that's what Urban Meyer said about him. He said that right. he's the most competitive person he's ever met. Exactly. So.
1: What is the harm here? This is what I don't understand, that people are saying, oh, he could be taking up another position for another tight end or whatever, that sort of thing. He got invited to training camp. Him and 89 guys got invited to training camp where he may or may not make the team. They're not shelling out a big signing bonus. There's not even a guaranteed contract here. And more importantly, who is this for? The Jacksonville Jaguars, a 1-15 in football team that is a mess right now. Lay off a Tim Tebow. Root the guy on. If he is one of the the best 53, put him on this team. And obviously he's wowing people because, yes, this guy is an incredible football player. Could probably play any position you want. I still believe he could be a quarterback in the National Football League. Got shortchanged there because he was with the wrong team, with the wrong coach, with the wrong organization. All that... It it goes into it. You could have made that same argument for Steph Curry. If he doesn't get with the Warriors and get an opportunity, no one gave him a shot. But Tim Tebow, maybe a tight end. Who knows? Give it a shot. And I know one thing Urban Meyer will do. He will give him a shot. He's not going to patronize him because he's already coming under fire thinking he's giving this guy preferential treatment. That's the last thing he wants. That's why he hasn't even attended any of the workouts. But be a man, Urban Meyer. If you believe that he can play and he's going to help your football team and be good for your locker room, then sign the guy if he has shown during training camp he can make this football team.
0: Well, you talked about a lot of different things there. Number one is if he makes a team, he's not taking a job away from somebody else. Mm-hmm. He beats somebody else right. out for the job because they're not going to put him on the team. Urban Meyer is way too competitive to put somebody on a team just to do a favor because you helped me win a national championship and won a Heisman Trophy for me you know, a decade or so ago. It's not how Urban Meyer works, and I think he's not going to these workouts and that because he's going to say, if you can wow the coaches, the position coaches and that, and show that you earn the job, then I'll give a look, and then we'll see what happens here, and it's not like Tim Tebow's been handed everything, he tried baseball, it didn't work out for him, we didn't see him on a major league roster, it wasn't a publicity stunt. He tried to actually make it. He didn't. So he has failed before. I'm not as sold on you that he could play quarterback in the NFL, at least not at a high level or whatever, but he, had, he did have some success, and something magical does happen when he hits the football field. But I have no problem with giving him a tryout here. If he makes it, fine. And if you don't like him, then hope that he doesn't make the team. But what does Jacksonville have to lose by letting anybody with real football talent try out for any position there? Like you mentioned, they're a horrible football team. They've been bad for a while. There's a reason that they always go over to London because I I still think the owner wants to be, if they ever move a team to London, I think he wants to be that team. But I got nothing against him people trying out. If he tries out, good. If he doesn't make it, then you can say, see, what a joke it was. And if he does, then he's going to make it because he earned it. Urban Meyer doesn't put losers on a field because he knows it's going to be his job that goes next.
1: Great football player, great teammate, nothing wrong with this at all. And actually, it's a pretty good story if people would give it a
0: shot. Well, you know what's even worse than the Tim Tebow thing, getting a tryout? How about if somebody told you to come to a football program and try out for the team, and then you found out... (laughs) What are you talking about, man? We never called you. (laughs) Montarius Bryant, who was a all-conference defensive back at Austin P, had a really good career there, got a call and was told to head to the Atlanta Falcons training camp for a tryout on Wednesday, May 12th, because they were going to give him an open tryout. He wasn't drafted, but they got some of his footage and that, and he was going down there. So he left his wife and kid, got on a plane, flew down to Atlanta, getting ready for the tryout, got to the Falcons training camp, and they said, What are you doing here, man? Somebody trolled him. He didn't. They never called. He he was told that the defensive coordinator called him and wanted him. They used his name in that. They said that he knew his coach in college and everything, so he was all excited. Thought he had one more shot to make his dream a reality. Said he was absolutely crushed. Doesn't hold the Falcons culpable for it because they didn't know anything about it. But somebody actually thought it was funny to troll this guy. This poor guy thinks I've got one more shot at my NFL dream and goes down there and finds out, nope, you were never even invited. You know, somebody who trolls somebody like that, I really hope
1: karma exists. Well, talk about all the effort that would need to go into that. Because when an NFL team calls you... Okay, you're, you're, you're talking to a, dir- a director of player personnel. Then you're handed off to a guy who's going to handle the travel and all that sort of thing. So either, n- I mean, it wasn't that elaborate. They said, hey, just come on down. I mean, I would have been leery if I'm the football player. But if the normal procedure happened and somebody you know, did this, trolling an actual NFL executive and they knew the procedures to go through, that's a heck of a lot of work. And, and, and for this, I mean, that's just... It's just a dirty trick to it's play high on It's a high-level troll, but it's, it's, it's really, horrible.
0: really a nasty thing it's to, nasty, to it's literally make somebody think their dream is still there, knowing that their heart is going to get ripped out upon arrival at the practice facility. <laughs> All right, so a guy who
1: is going to be playing some football this year, rookie offensive tackle from the Baltimore Ravens, Ben Cleveland. Yes, you know his nickname? Big Country. We've seen a couple other big countries, you know. Any basketball player from yeah, Oklahoma Bryant, State? Yeah, Brian Reeves. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. There's another big country already on the Baltimore Ravens. That's what's kind of crazy. Uh, Tyree Phillips was already called big country. so he has... Maybe they can have a tag team match. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Well, we're going to get to that here in a minute, too. So, so big country, as we know, is fond of eating squirrels. That's right. Uh, one day he stayed home from school because he was sick. He's living in Georgia, and the only thing in the house to eat was biscuits and nothing else. So he got his gun out, and what did he do? Went out and shot himself some squirrels. So now this thing has gone viral. He uh, talked to a reporter about this. So obviously when he signed with the Baltimore Ravens, and they drafted him uh, in this past draft, uh, a lot of the press conference that took place was, hey, what's this about your squirrel diet? I mean you know it's
0: it's one of those things I don't know if it was a specific diet it's it's more so one of those things where you know you eat what you got in the freezer uh, from the fall so you know had a few had a few squirrels uh, freeze dried in there so you know get a little hungry ain't got no deer meat left fry up a squirrel or two and uh, you know just just go eat that.
1: There you go. All right. Maybe you can add something else to your refrigerator now tonight while you're watching the Golden
0: Knights game. Uh, I think I'm going to pass on that because, first <laughs> off, I don't want to do the cleaning in that. And like he said, a squirrel or two, it doesn't seem like there'd be very much meat on them. Right. I mean, you know. Was he out with Ellie Mae by the cement pond when they were making the squirrel? Did Granny do it or something? Was there possum pie for dessert? Woo! I don't know. Yes. But, um... Beverly Hillbilly <laughs> reference is strong. <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, yeah not something that I necessarily want to eat. But, you know, I mean, there are places called the Roadkill Grill and things like that. And there are places where, you know, especially from what I've heard down south where, you know, if you run it over and kill it, it's... Doable for dinner, possibly. Fair game.
1: (laughs) So he was asked, actually, to describe the taste. And here's what he said. He goes, well, it's kind of difficult to describe it. Some squirrels in South Georgia, they'll taste a little bit more nutty. Up here, our acorns and stuff aren't really as strong as the ones down South. Most of them up there, it just seems like squirrel. If you put enough seasoning on it, you can make it taste like anything you want it to taste
0: like. That's from big country Ben Cleveland going deep into the squirrel diet. At least he didn't say it tastes like chicken or something like that. But apparently, if I'm reading correctly, the taste is all in the nuts. There you go. (laughs) I'll let you follow that one up. Okay, well, uh, let's go to uh, another guy who some people think is nuts sometimes, but he does a stand-up routine, and I loved him on, on all the UFC events, and he used to do Fear Factor before that, our friend Joe Rogan. You know, Joe Rogan has recently come out, and he is not a big fan of the woke-slash-cancel culture that is out there today. Says it's ruining the world for people like Joe Rogan. Was recently on a podcast, and he said that the woke-cancel culture will silence straight white men and eventually not allow them to talk anymore that they will basically just be domesticated cats sitting around the living room because everybody else has been so oppressed for so many years and so mistreated that straight white men have no right ever talking about anything ever again that it's got to stop we got a lot of backwards-ass
1: stories in this terrible Tuesday today. <laughs> I mean, they're all kind of correlated in some way. Like, uh,
0: they're, they're, well, I'm trying to hatred, follow yours some stupidity. with some of the... Uh... That's beautiful. That's, that's, uh, I don't even know what to say to that nonsense. Well, remember this. If you've ever seen Joe Rogan's uh, his, his stand-up in that, he talks about doing a lot of different drugs, a lot of different things, including, I believe, smoking or something like that, like the pituitary gland or something like that from the brain and stuff. He's taken some stuff that's really, really weird that he's experimented with. He's a very... Very strange dude, I think he does a good job, but he's out there. Yeah, he's out there. Wow, all right.
1: Uh, you know, going back to, to big country uh, for a minute, I don't know if you actually saw this guy what he looks like. But he looks like literally a, a a big country bumpkin like this. And when I was watching the press conference, I Does said. Does he look like Jethro Bodine? <laughs> no, Jethro looked, you know, pretty fit, as we know. He, Max Barrett Jr., there you go. Yeah. No, he looked nothing like that. Nothing looked like Jed Clampett or even Mr. Drysdale with a suit and tie. No, he looked a lot like Uncle Elmer. You remember Uncle Elmer?
0: Uh, a wrestler.
1: Yeah, wrestler. Hillbilly Jim and Uncle Elmer. And so when I was looking at the press conference, and someone actually asked him a question about that he looked like a current wrestler uh, in modern day today. And I got thinking, okay, I really don't know who this guy is, but I definitely know who
0: Uncle Elmer is. Well, Ken called me. He didn't just call me, his mama brought him down there to see me. Well, when the Ken comes and Ken asks us to help out, Brother, I'm gonna help out and I'm gonna take care of some business up here and all over the all over the world. Wherever he wants me to go, where well, I'm gonna take care of some business Whew. and especially one man. The man that done it to me, need. Beepcake. You better you bet you better run, boy. Well, that's, that's right. I'm in town now. I'm in town to get you. I'm in town to get anybody else who wants wants to bother Jim. Because when you bother Jim, you bother my, my kin. And my kin is my kin. And you don't do that. That's just like one of my pigs. You don't <laughs> right. bother my pigs, and you don't bother my kin.
1: And don't bother the squirrels either, Mr. Ben Cleveland. There you go. So, you know, he's talking about kin as in K-I-N. You know, right. kin. At first, I thought he was talking about a guy named Ken, K-E-N. But oh. no,
0: he's, he's Ken, Uncle Elmer. I thought maybe it was the Greg Kin ban at first, but, but I figured know, that wasn't it either. Yeah, so. Our
1: love is not in jeopardy <laughs> right now, my friend.
0: All right. So, yeah. <laughs> but Beef Chase
1: Future was in jeopardy. First, yeah. That was his first WWF interview, and Hillbilly Jim brought him in as Uncle <laughs> Elmer. And those old school wrestling fans, they, they know that. But uh, speaking of some old school wrestling fans, uh, this story is not really old school. I guess they're trying to be old school. But I don't know if you heard about the Indiana Train Wreck Wrestling. Now, now Nunchuk, yeah is always diving me
0: towards these. You know, is it these a hardcore un- underground organization? Oh, you know it exactly. Okay, and not yeah. even numchuck so has I, heard I, this I, one. So, I yeah. know of the type oh, of thing. Exactly. By the way, I want to throw yeah. this in real quick about sure. Uncle Elmer. Sure. He was the glue of the kin. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Very nice.
1: So... I'm seeing this video of Indiana train wreck wrestling. Looks like they're in a cafeteria, like these typical independents, low-life organizations, not paying their wrestlers. These guys can't wrestle. This place is trashed. The ring is trashed. Looks like a cafeteria. Garbage all over the ring. And what got my attention about this story is that a guy is laying on the floor outside of the ring on the concrete floor, not the cement pond, but the concrete floor, and another wrestler who apparently he's working with that night lights this guy's crotch on fire. Lights his crotch on fire. So the guy gets up and he's like is all part of the 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 storyline here. I mean if there's a storyline in indiana train wreck wrestling, then the guy gets up, runs away, and the 10 or so fans that are there tries to pour some bottled water on his crotch. And what does the opponent do? Gets out one of those weed eaters, weed whacker weed eaters, and is like thrusting it against the guy's crotch like this is going to help put out the fire. And then the scene ends of this clip that I'm watching with about a 70-year-old handicapped man rolling through the scene in a motorized, motorized wheelchair. This is your Indiana train wreck wrestling, my friend.
0: Did they have a soundtrack going on during the wrestling? Because if they did not play great balls of fire, then they didn't do it right. <laughs> this, this is atrocious. This is outstanding, by the way. Dude. No Jerry Lee Lewis on this. But people
1: want attention again. But Jerry Lee no Lewis one... was the killer. He was the killer. It's, I, I, I don't know where to go with that.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know. All right. You got anything else, man, before we wrap this up?
0: I got one other one that I think you're going to like.
1: Because... No, Chuck is, is loving this vibe. He went and Googled with my story here. And you're loving this, aren't you? Yeah. I could
0: see you being an independent promoter. Okay, like that. well Go we are on. a fan of the female form, correct? Yes. We love female form. Now what is your thought on breastfeeding? Because some people are for it, some people aren't. Some people really don't like it in public. Okay. Some people say that it's the right of a woman I, to do it. I think
1: I know where you're going with this. I don't want to see it on television. I don't want to see it in my face. I
0: don't want to I, I don't want to watch it. How's that? Okay, but if you have the option to watch it or not watch it, are you cool with that? Because Torah yeah. Bright who is a gold medal snowboarder from Australia, is getting a lot of flack right now because she posted pictures, topless pictures of her breastfeeding her child. Now, you can look at the pictures or not look at the pictures. She's absolutely just, her mind has been boggled by the fact that so many people are giving her flack over it, especially women, because she said that women should all stay together and do different things. She's actually got one pose where she's standing on her head and her baby is breastfeeding while she's doing it. That's some it's actually a pretty impressive photo. And she says, I can work out on that and nourish my baby at the same time. She's taking a lot of flack about it. But you know what? I'm all for it. If she wants to do it, why not? We've seen people go down on, on snowboards and that kind of stuff. Topless doing it on the mountain. Why not? Give your baby nutrition at the same time while you're getting your workout in. And I'm sure you could Google this TMZ or whatever to
1: see. I'm not sure uh who is more talented here. The the lady who's standing basically on her head you know, upright. That is Torah Bright, Gold Metal winner. Right. Or the baby. I mean, who's 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 sucking on a nipple there? I, I don't know who's more talented because and and here's another thing too. So basically I mean, she's topless. The baby's naked, but she's got some some underwear on. Yeah, at, at this point in time, you're in your own backyard. What's
0: the point of even having the underwear on? Let's just let's well, just because go she all naked. was because she knew she was going to be taking photos of it oh, and okay. sending them out to people. Okay. So right. she wanted to be appropriate enough. Okay. But you know, as far as the baby's concerned, he's got the best possible situation you can have. The, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I'll leave you
1: the, with this one. You know, last week, remember the story that I talked about. With that uh, marathon baseball game between the Dodgers and the Angels, and the Dodgers were ahead thirteen to nothing, and uh, Clayton Kershaw was trying to break a losing streak. Yeah. And and came they out took and everybody out. out
0: way too early. Exactly,
1: took Kershaw out after the fifth inning, and then it went from you know thirteen to nothing to thirteen to one to thirteen to four to thirteen to seven to 13. chipping away, chipping away. Yeah. It went to thirteen to to eleven. Okay, because uh, Dave Roberts. Took out Mookie Betts. He took out, uh, you know, Seeger, you know, Justin Turner, took out his top three hitters in the lineup and Clayton Kershaw. And yes, nearly lost the game, but they hung on for a 14 11 victory. Well, I happened to be driving around and listening to the Dodgers broadcast during this this day. And uh, the part that I forgot to add last week was Charlie Steiner is doing the play by play for the Dodgers. He's the the voice of of the Dodgers. And he said this, and I and I quote here. He's talking about how the game is uh, slowed down to a crawling pace here, and the Angels are coming back. He goes, "This game feels like the Angels are leading the Dodgers 11 to 14." That's what he said. "Feels like the Angels are leading the Dodgers 11 to 14." Now, if you don't know what's wrong with that, then you're really not a a, a sports fan because you never say the the losing team score first. It's 14 to 11. Everybody knows that. Every announcer knows that. It's not part of the grammar for a professional broadcaster. To hear Charlie Steiner say this in the second largest media market with the world-famous Los Angeles Dodgers, should be embarrassed have you ever heard anyone at a high level describe a score like that
0: actually i have and it kind of amazed me when i did it too but i think in this particular case that he was trying to say that it's it's such a bizarre situation because it feels like the losing team is winning i think that's why he said it that way no he just made a, a, a you think a, so i know so yeah because yeah. I wasn't listening. so yeah. I don't know his inflection. Because and I'll tell you. Else.
1: Because at the end of the uh, at the end of the game, he said the Dodgers win fourteen to eleven. So yeah, he I just
0: right. I, but I he don't, said don't it, it feels like the Angels are winning eleven to fourteen, saying that the you team's can't behind. you can't win eleven to fourteen. But, but I think that was the tongue in cheek thing that he was saying. It feels like the winning team is losing because the Dodgers got out to the big. Like, yeah. The Dodgers basically went out like. Medina Spirit and Midnight Bourbon got caught in a speed duel and almost got caught down the stretch but it was Pimlico and not the Belmont so there wasn't room for Rambauer to catch him you cannot lead (laughs) 11 to 14. No, you can't, but I think that was the tongue and cheek thing you, that he's saying. It, it, I didn't hear. I did. I'm going to give Charlie Steinbra- <laughs> Steinbrenner the, uh, you know, the best of the doubt. I'm sorry. I was just looking at photos of a woman doing a headstand. Um, <laughs> I think you're, you're looking at the baby. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know. I, I think that would be a great Got Milk uh, poster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't
1: bail this ham and out. No announcer does that. I don't know That's if he's a, a ham and egg Is He's had a pretty successful career. Really? good. Really? He made a lot of money. Really? He got let go of ESPN. I don't know. I don't know. That's And, I, yeah. and, he, and he picked I'll, up the Dodger no, gig. But, no, wow, but, do I feel bad yeah, for him. I understand Oh, that. my
0: God. You're only in the biggest market on the planet, and you got a new World Series yeah. ring. Wow, you ham and egger. He is a ham and egger. Uh, He might be a steak and yeah. egger, but he's not a ham and egger. <laughs> no.
1: he, he is not good. Eleven to four. Nobody says that. No tongue in cheek. No. There's a lot of he people that aren't doing the very purpose. Purpose. successful. You don't do that. There is nobody in Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NHL, any any sport, that in the NBA that is going to read a score or tell a score that way. It, it's humanly impossible. One Just the base- illiterate do that.
0: One of your baseball opens fig- features. Yes. The most. Ridiculously unprofessional announcer of all time. And he never in did. It. Harry Carey, right. who probably did do it because yeah. I don't know what he did half the time. Even when he who was doing do Mr. Cardinal yeah. was at Comiskey Park all the time making fun of Budweiser. Oh, and then did the Cubs. <laughs> and people loved him.
1: Yes. But he never said the score was 11 to 14. Oh, wait a minute. Where's my
0: Budweiser?
1: Did there I are, say
0: that wrong? Take Kurt Shaw and spell it backwards. <laughs> it spells something else <laughs> uh, Clayton Kershaw <laughs> backwards and
1: <laughs> oh. I don't <laughs> you got a terrible Tuesday takes hit us TC Martin 21 on Twitter VGK Frank on Twitter there you go